I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Jamie Carragher, and you are listening to the Copy Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Copay podcast and the start of the Europa League campaign for Liverpool up against Lask over in, I was going to say sunny Austria, but I have no fucking idea what the weather's like over there. Shit over here, so I'm going to assume it's good there. Um, but yeah, I'm Mick, joined by Christian, as always, and I'm, we're also joined by Empire of the Cops, Farrell Keelan. Yeah, to get stuck into some Europa League stuff, it feels weird to discussing Europa League ideally we wouldn't want to be we, we want Champions League what Newcastle were having last night I was I was jealous of of, of them playing in, in, in Milan and stuff but before we get into it let's come to you first Christian how are you doing? Not too bad Europa League starting looking forward to having more games to watch on TV uh, and uh, not long till I'm flying over to see you Mick, and watch the derby as well so counting the days so I'm quite excited about watching more games from Liverpool and also but you know, soon going over. Good, good stuff. I, I think I don't know if it's is it Farrell's washing machine we can hear in the background. Very, very I do. Yeah, I do apologise. I, I realised I just gently whirring away. Um, <laughs> it's 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 only you have to worry about an hour later when it starts going chugga chugga chugga. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think we should we should manage to avoid that for the for this podcast. I might have to go on mute for periods <laughs> just to potentially save the audio quality of this. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, th- I think we got it just before the intro kicked in. It was just we could yeah. just gently hear your clothes, just gently <laughs> just wearing around. Rolling, and... Just rolling away. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how, how are you doing, lad, anyway, apart from your washing machine? Oh, how are you feeling? Yeah, apart, apart from washing machine, and, I, you know, I, I can't really say it's been nice and lovely here. Either. We were talking about this before the podcast. It's been a bit of a downpour. It's a bit, bit grey and horrible, but, you know, lovely to be here up in the north. Lovely to see uh, your wonderful faces and talk about the Mighty Reds. Yeah, we were discussing um, me going to see Busted in Leeds and getting absolutely drenched. Yeah, I'm just openly admitting it now. I went, I went to see Busted. It weren't my idea. I mean, I'm going to keep saying that. It weren't my idea. <laughs> weren't my idea, but I enjoyed yeah. it. All right, sue me, whatever. But I got soaked on the way back, which weren't fun. Um, but yeah, let's let's just discuss then, like Europa League and Christian. You mentioned before we started recording, like I guess how you're feeling going into this. Of course, Liverpool are. I mean, when I last checked, we were favourites to win it with the Buckies. I, I, pro- I imagine we're, we're still that still favourites. But how, how are you feeling going into into this game and into a into the unknown back into the Europa League? Yeah, I'm excited. In one way, you know, obviously we we want to play in the Champions League, but you know, we are very spoiled by have you know been playing in the Champions League for many seasons. We won it on the club. We've been to many finals as well. And we you know we got num you know six of them as well in our history. That doesn't mean I don't want to play in it and win more. But in one way I'm quite excited to play against other teams in a competition that Klopp managed to go into a final in his first season when he actually came in. That we lost unfortunately but we can actually hopefully now being one of the favorites and one of the best teams in the competition uh at the start that we see who comes from the champions league into the to the competition after you know they're going out for the group stage and all that but i think we got a good shot at winning it and it would be nice to add a trophy to you know the legacy of cop and this uh this era if you like so i'm really looking forward to it yeah and i think that's a good point Farah, because we we discussed like when we talk about this era under Klopp and the players and whatever, and we say they've won the lot, and I guess they haven't won the lot because they haven't won this one. I think that's something that, like Christian rightly says, I don't think any, well, none of us wants to be in Europa League, but you kind of just have to accept the fate and 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 make it as much as it as as you can. Like Klopp has, has said recently, like we need to um, be, be as good as we can to to win this, and it's it's in our it's in our sights to to go and to go and do that. So it it is exciting in that in that regard, isn't it? No, absolutely. Just need to win this one, uh, finish low enough to get into the Europa Conference League, win that one as well, and we've won it all. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think, I mean, to be completely honest with you, I think, obviously, if you told us all last season, by the way, lads, after you've nearly won it all, you're going to be in the Europa League the season after, I wouldn't I wouldn't have believed you. Um, and, you know, we'd much rather be sitting in talk saying, you know, the Champions League in the greatest European competition possible, but... I'm actually kind of glad that we're in the Europa League. And I know that sounds a bit like, oh, yeah, you're saying that now, of course, because you're in it. But I, I think given where Liverpool currently stand, given that this is, as in Klopp's own words, year one, it's a new Liverpool era. Liverpool reloaded, Liverpool 2.0. Where we currently stand, I think it's actually quite beneficial for, for us to be in a position where we're not necessarily, we're getting into the group stage and we're not going shit, the quality of the opposition here, not to disrespect the quality of the opposition we're facing in the Europa League, but we're not looking at it and saying, you need to be playing your absolute best team week in, week out, topping the group and seeing where you go. And then the same for the knockout stages as well. Like where Liverpool currently are, and I really want to emphasise I'm not disrespecting the quality of the opposition we're facing, but where Liverpool are, you can afford to think about, 
oh, we'll leave Van Dijk out. Oh, we'll leave Canate out. Oh, that Joel Concert kid looks good. We'll stick him in. Oh, you know, you know what? This is a game we can afford to start Watura Endo in. This is a game we can afford. Critically, the one thing we have to look at is bedding in players like Ryan Gravenberg, who we've just signed this summer, who may not get those opportunities unless we're playing cup competitions domestically. It gives a fantastic learning opportunity to players. 17-year-old Ben Doak. You know, these... We have players here that we're all very excited to see. And we may not see, you know, maybe once or twice in the cup competitions before, if either we get knocked out early or we progress to the point we need to start filtering in the bigger players. It's it's a really, really exciting opportunity. I think people shouldn't underestimate that this Europa League campaign could be incredibly valuable uh, for Jurgen Klopp and his coaching team. Yeah, I think that is the best possible way of looking at it because, like you said, we don't want to be in this competition Ever again, ideally, let's win it and then get back in the, in the Champions League. That's what we want. But it, it's you've got to take it, it as, as what it is and, and use the players, like you said, the fellow, like the likes of Doug, the likes of the players that we'll, we'll, we'll come on to shortly. Um, but yeah, it's I think it's exciting. I think it is like looking at the players we've got. You can throw these kids in and you're not... Difficult games and, and I guess different unknown circumstances, unknown teams. Um, you don't you don't exactly know what we're, what we're going to get from our perspective as fans. I'm not, I'm sure the the players will because we'll they'll watch a lot of stuff on on Lask and stuff on the teams we're going to be facing. But let's get let's get stuck into the start of eleven then because that's that's what we want to discuss and, and get excited about. And I think me and Farrell discussing it before we started recording because Christian was. Off having a little nap to get to get himself ready for this for this podcast because he, he's a proper committed Copy podcast legend. <laughs> um, I think the only certainty is the keeper, and I think that is rightly Quivy and Keller. Hopefully, because I think he deserves. I think if he would have left this summer, like I thought he might actually. I'm I'm, I'm a bit surprised that he didn't. I'm I'm, I'm glad that he didn't because he. Oh God, he's, yeah. he's, he's he's highly. Highly rated by by us all from from what he, from what we've seen, I think he's the only certainty. I think he deserves to start start this one, but then I think when you're getting into the rest of the team, that's when it kind of world the type of thing with Liverpool. I think. What are you thinking, Christian? Because I think ideally, right back. I think we would have ideally wanted maybe someone else rather than Gomez. I think Gomez in the last game. Started very shaky. He was getting absolutely torn to shreds by Neto. Had a slightly better second half, redeemed himself a little bit. But I think someone else in there would have been great because then I think then you can maybe put a Canate in alongside Van Dijk and maybe make it a bit more senior. But what what are you thinking then for for the for the for the back four as it were? I was thinking, you know, I, I read something about, or if Klopp mentioned it, I, I can't remember, but he said, you know, there might not be too much of a rotation for Europa League because he want to, you know, have a good start. He want to go for it, you know, make sure that we actually get the points to progress. They're not taking any risks. But in my point of view, I think, you know, rotation is something that we should consider and should use because obviously Premier League will always be the main focus and with the good start that we had there's no point to risk any player that are in a risk at the moment to pick up injuries or that actually have injuries since uh, before like Konate or um, you know Van Dijk has been suspended but you know to give him minutes and all that but I think you know in terms of that I think Rotation in my book would be something that we should do. And back four, I would say, you know, Timikas should play. Uh, I think Joe Gomez should play. Uh, 
don't know about Kwanzaa because he's still young, but you know, learning his trade. I like that we give him opportunities, but we need like senior leadership in there as well. So, you know, the, the likes of Marty playing, but maybe giving Van Dijk some minutes too. So I, I like the idea, like Farrell was saying before, that we have the chance to use many players that are some that need the game time and some players might just be there for the leadership, for the experience, or like Van Dijk now missing out a couple of games because of suspension and we can use him for maybe half an hour in the second half just to give him some minutes to be prepared for the game against West Ham on Sunday. So it's hard to say what they're going to play with, but I hope it's going to be some kind of rotation giving other players chance like, you know, the the, the Greek scouser. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think we're... <clears throat> I'd be surprised if we didn't see Simicas. I, I think Gomez, Gomez and Quanter again. I think Van Dijk definitely comes back in. I'd be surprised if not. I mean, I think Van Dijk or Canate, but I think Van Dijk missing the last two games. I think that points to me that he should come back in for this one. And then Simicas, Farrell, are you? What, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I've gone for Simicas, Van Dijk, uh, Quanter, and Gomez at the right. I, I would have thought about Connor Bradley, but I think he's out with a stress fracture in his back and that's looking two to three months minimum real shame actually because it's another player that you sort of look at and think it's got a lot of potential there that could be worth exploring but yeah I I think it makes it makes the most sense in my head really if you're looking at sort of Van Dijk's been out the last two games with suspension probably would need sort of the minutes in his legs ahead of West Ham Canate is one that you know he made his cameo and I, I did think he didn't look he didn't look bad, did he? I think you know he looked quite sort of solid, looked quite energetic. But I, I, I would imagine Klopp would maybe reluctant to start him. Um, yeah, maybe maybe give him a half a football, perhaps if if he, if he really feels he needs to ahead of West Ham. But yeah, that would be uh, the back four I would go for personally. Yeah, I think that yeah, there's a few options there, but I feel like that it'll be a it'll be something along those lines, won't it? Um, which I mean, <laughs> it's exciting. Quan said again, getting a hopefully getting a. Chance to impress again after his after after his after his full debut, which was which was great to see after being at the club for fifteen years since he was five years old. I think it's <laughs> like when someone's twenty and they're born in two thousand and three. I just I always feel like a bit sick to the stomach that how, how young how young these players are. Um, but yeah, you almost the, feel that like they're too old, aren't they? Like because because of, of the quality of players that are coming in, you know, in the you're sixteen, you're seventeen. I mean, look at the the player that started for Spain. Plays for yeah. Barcelona, Lamine Yamal. I think he's 16 years of age and he's already starting for Barcelona. So 20 almost feels old in today's context, doesn't it? It does. It does actually. I think, yeah, especially for a centre back, I think that age is decent as well, especially with the players we've got to kind of guide them. But hopefully, he gets another chance to impress. I think he deserves it. So the fingers crossed for him. Um, yeah, I think Simicas, yeah, for Robbo. I think Robbo performance against Wolves was, was boss, obviously, capped it off with a with a goal and stuff. But yeah, Simicas deserves, a, I guess, a chance to come in and show what he can do because we haven't seen that that much of him this season. Uh, I think midfield's where it gets interesting as well because when I was writing this out this morning, I was like, which three would I pick? And I was umming and ahhing and changing them and swapping him out. And yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll tell you mine last because you, you guys might, might change my mind. But I'll come to you first, Christian, because of course, Elliot's been playing off the bench coming in and being very impactful from the bench maybe he deserves a start there's Endo who has come in for the here and now he hasn't played too much because Liverpool have been doing well Bacetic is back from injury I feel like he's one people forget about because we've signed all these other boss players uh, Graven Birch there's there's a few options in there that we can select from isn't there 
yeah, I think Mick Christian and Farrow will be a nice midfield. Who's 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 holding? <laughs> you can you can hold because you're six foot twelve. Yeah, whatever. yeah, I'm good good with my head and left foot, so that that would be fine. Uh, just, a, just, a, just a taller Ryan Rabbitch. <laughs> you got the greatest streak to you, Mick. I have actually. You know, I have. You know. I have. Oh, I could be the workhorse then. Let's see. Look, we've got a perfectly balanced midfield already. Yeah, yeah. the Brexit midfield. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, seriously though, I, you know, I, I want to see Endo. You know, we bought him as a number six, so we've seen him a little bit. But I'm, I'm excited to see what he can bring. So obviously, also because he's uh, in the age where he got the experience from playing a long career already, being the captain of Stuttgart, being the captain of Japan, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I like that he can come in and be like a little bit of a dad on the midfield if you like but I also think that Elliot is um, he's earned his place to start because I think when he's been coming on in uh, Premier League games he already had you know all the impact he's clever with the ball he's it's just someone that you know people can look at and you know think of where they don't know where he's going to play. And I know we discussed discussed this Mick last time as well that you know he's a winger, he's a central midfielder, he's not maybe the quickest, blah blah blah, and all that. But I think he's a clever footballer for being that young, and he's good with keeping the ball, controlling it, you know, passing it very easily. And now you know last time he scored and all that, so I think he deserved a chance. I want to see Bicetic, but I rather go with Gravenberch first because obviously because Bicetic's been out coming back from injury and I think Gravenberch, with his experience from playing, you know, so young Champions League football for Ajax, you know, being, uh, I think, like I think I mentioned before, I think he has more than 200 games already in professional football and he's only 21. Uh, I think that's a good thing for him as well to start this competition and his Liverpool career by giving the chance to start and you know prove himself and show what he can do because he's he's used to these kind of stages even if he actually played in Champions League Ajax at 16 or 17 so I, I like that midfield with a mix and then obviously with Bicetic and the other like you know obviously we've got Macalester, Soberslay and all them but I'd rather give them a little bit of a rest uh, ahead of West Ham but if we need them to come in and you know Hopefully not, but if we need them, you know, to come in and provide something, then obviously we we got such you know quality uh, that we can bring on from the bench. But Endo Gravenberch and Elliot would be something that I would really like to see because, like Ferro mentioned before as well, this is a chance for them to prove themselves. This is a chance for the supporters to watch them and see what they can actually bring. But you know they need minutes as well, and Europa League will give you that option. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, because I think the bench for, for Wolves was very tasty. And I think the bench for for this game might just be, well, it'll be Starst at the moment. It'll be ridiculous. It'll be, it'll be a ridiculous bench. Um, what are, what are your thoughts then, Farrell? Because I'll give you I, I'll give you mine because I, th- I think Christians is Go close to mine. My mine was Elliot Endo and Bacetic because I just want to see Bacetic come in after his injury. But then I think it's it comes down to system as well, though, doesn't it? Because if we're playing a, if we're going to, if we're sticking with what we're trying to do. Like, and we want to see Gomez come back inside and play as a six again, which didn't work too well against the Wolves. But if we're going for like four three three, I think Gravenberch as like the left of a three might work better than Bacetic. But we saw 
last year that Bacetic can do that. I just can't. I just want to see Bacetic back back on the field. I think that's why I'm leaning towards Bacetic over Graven Birch for this one. Okay. No, I, I'm. I'm. Le- I must admit, I'm leaning towards uh, Christian's midfield. You know, Endo, uh, Gravenberch, and Harvey Elliott uh, more. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I, I do see. I do see a point. I think if Bashetic was fit, I'd want to see him starting, because I mean that lad has such a future, doesn't he? Is such a gifted, talented footballer. Like I'm absolutely. I was devastated when he got that injury because I. I just. I love watching him play football. He, you know, already at that age, the confidence he has in terms of uh, there's that clip that, that went around last season when he draws in his man, spins him, and ranges across the pitch, and then play like just the the balls you've got to have off you at that age to have the you know and the quality as well to pull that off. Like he's oh, just a phenomenal, phenomenal footballer already. But I think it, I think you're right, Mick, to point out it's an issue of how Liverpool do set up in the midfield because. I don't think we'll play that kind of box midfield again with Gomez. Trust it. It just didn't work. I think no. it was too much, too much for it. He's not a natural fullback. And then you're also asking him to do a role that's been specifically designed for Trent Alexander-Arnold's um, abilities, not to slate Gomez, but obviously they're very different players. Um, so I, I wonder whether Liverpool might do a repeat of what they did in sort of the second half against Walls and have that sort of two-man midfield with a number 10, you know, like sort of 4-2-3-1. Um, and then you could sort of, you could play effectively, I suppose, what it would be, would be Gravenberg and Endo as those sort of two, not deeper, but slightly deeper line midfielders. Elliot as your 10. Um, and I think I think that might be better suited to then sort of what the capabilities of the back line that you're playing. Yeah, I, I guess, I guess, I mean, it's, for me, if they if if they're gonna go with a two, you could go. It could be Bacetic or Gravenberch then, because I think as in, in a double pivot, I think he, either of those can be can be decent covering the spaces alongside Endo. Because I think I think Endo, I said before, there's only one certainty, and that's Keller. I think, but I think Endo is for me. I think should be a certainty. For he this has one. to come He's, in. He has, has to, to come, come in, in for this one, Surely. hasn't he? So, so yeah, I guess it depends on system who we fancy is playing alongside them on, on either side, but. Yeah, Elliot definitely, Bacetic, Gravenberch, who knows? But yeah, like Christian, you mentioned before, Zobislai and all those other fellas. Well, McAllister needs a rest because he was absolutely... He, he was dead on his feet after the first 10 minutes in, in, in the last game, and, and rightly so. And, and Zobislai's played every minute, and rightly so, because he's been an absolute demon, absolute beast for us so far. So I think I think there's... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I am interested to see what, what, what the uh, midfield will be tomorrow. But I think something along those lines... I think we won't be too far on there. Um, and we've also mentioned before Ben Doak. I don't know if he's a certainty for this one because we know Mo Salah likes to play games and he's not happy when he doesn't. But I feel like for this one, I don't know. I don't know because Klopp surprises him sometimes. Like he'll he does a blend of like obviously um, first teamers and then kids and whatever. But sometimes he does surprise you and throw Salah in there just because it is the first game, it is the opener, it is away from home. Maybe just to get the game sewn up first, then bring a Doak on after sixty. I don't know, but I would like to see Doak start. And for me, I'd like to see Nunes start as well up top. I know Christian will agree with me because, like we always say, he is the biggest Nunes fan, not just just in front of me. And then, yeah, whatever you want on the left, Jota, Gakpo, whatever, whatever you fancy. But what what are you thinking, Christian? I'm thinking Jota, Nunes, and uh, Ben Doak. Uh, to be honest, but I, I'm I'm with you, Mick. That I'm not sure that Klopp gonna 
put Mo Salah on the bench for a start. I think maybe he's thinking the other way around, that if Salah is on the pitch, there's loads of respect for him, obviously, from the opposition team. If we can get one, two early goals, or, you know, first half goals at least, you know, without disrespecting the opposition here. I don't know anything about him, to be honest. So, you know, I, I see, obviously, that we are big, big favourites, even if we rotate and have a little bit of a, you know, not the highest quality of plays even if we know the quality is always high and good for us but you know what i mean with not subasly and McCallis and all that and we you know having younger players coming in but i think that maybe Klopp wants to just make sure that we can then rotate and actually bring those off uh, ahead of west ham and then bendo comes in because even if he's very talented and, and i would love to see him from the start because i think what he has you know provides something that we don't have uh, in liverpool you know with that eager to just take one players on one-on-one and, you know, with the speed and his way of turning players. We saw a clip today of that, you know, on Twitter where it just turns everyone all the time because he got that low point of, what do you call it? Like, um, you know... Low centre of gravity. Exactly. Thank you for that. That's words in English that I won't even try (laughs) when it comes to this kind of... (laughs) context uh yeah so you know he got everything to just keep on going proving himself and you know we i think he can be, be a massive player for the future for us because he just got that top talent that we don't see very often uh but i'm not so sure that it will start even if i would like it just because like i said Klopp might just want to try to get a couple of goals early and with salah nunez and jota up front that could happen quite quick and then he can actually pick salah off let Ben Doak play, give him time and all that. So maybe he will be more safe. But that's my front three if I had to decide. Just because of Jota giving him more minutes and we know that he's a very clever player. Nunez, like you said, I'm his biggest fan. But it's more also like I like him to keep on playing, building his self-confidence, um, his form. And hopefully, because he hasn't scored the last couple of games, but he's been involved in everything like that we've done uh, offensively in one way. So I just wanted to continue that run because if he does that, I think he would just continue to be massive for us. So that's more for him. Uh, and obviously, if he scores uh, and provides and we you know get a couple of goals, we can bring him off as well, just ahead of West Ham. So... If that happens, I would be pleased. But that's my front three if I had to choose. Yeah, I think we all want to see the Ben. I mean, we're going to have to give this turn a name at some point, the Ben Doak turn. Hopefully something a little bit more jazzy than the Ben Doak turn. But he is he is very exciting, isn't he, Farrell? Because he's not, he's not 18 until November. Um, but he's just fearless. Like when he came on against Villa and he was just... Snapping um, Lucas Di- Luca Dini's ankles with the, with the, with that turn, and he's he's just got that in him. And I was watching City last night, and um, they've signed Doku, and it looks like a very good player, very talented. But I feel like Ben Doak's quite similar to him, and hopefully he can be something like that for us off the bench, where he comes on and he can go. Well, we need a goal. Bring let's bring, let's get Ben warmed up, get him on, and he'll run at people and he'll get to the byline. I think, of course. The main thing we need to improve for Doak is his end product, but he he, he is still seventeen. That comes with time and uh, getting used to systems and and just maturing as a as a player and as a as a person. But I, f- I feel like he can be hopefully that person for us because the, the all the tools. I mean, big cliche. Uh, he's got them in his arsenal ready to, to use. And do you think? Do you think off the back of all that good stuff we've been saying that he he, he might start this one? I'd I'd like to see him. Start. I, I, I can appreciate certainly a few Liverpool fans when they saw Doku go to City would have been thinking, oh, for, for God's sake, it's another player that's been heavily linked with Liverpool for quite a while now. Him and um, Jonathan David, I believe, from Lille. Um, but yeah, not not to sidetrack. But yeah, no, I, I'd like to see him start. I think 
One thing that's maybe perhaps a little bit crazy that Klopp might consider, because I think, and it, it may be thinking too far ahead into the future, but obviously we've got to consider that if we're looking at sort of long-term Salah successes, you want a left-footed right winger. Doka's a right-footed right winger, which is going to be a big problem down the line. Obviously, he's 17 years of age, and even if Salah went next summer, I, I wouldn't be putting that responsibility on an 18-year-old. It'd be hugely, hugely unfair. Um, what Klopp might consider, though, because he is so young and you can mould him at this kind of age, is would you not try him on the left? Would you not use that? that but try him on the left and see and see how that works. Because I don't know whether it's, it's actually, as you've both been saying, sort of like, you know, Salah's almost indestructible, isn't he? He does play every single, he can, his body can afford to play every single game. So if Klopp wanted the best of both worlds and also to make use of that sort of useful relationship he's built up with Nunez already on the pitch, you know, if you had started Salah and Nunez, you could effectively go, well, you know, Gakpo, Jota, you've, you've had some minutes against Wolves. Maybe you could come on for the second half, one of you, um, and I'll play Doke on the, on the left and sort of build up that player and use those attributes. Because I think he's going to be forced to make that decision Anyway, at some point, I think, unless Liverpool are going to radically change the makeup of their squad going forward, because we don't have a lot of sort of left-footed players in the squad. And I don't think Liverpool will want to have a right-footed right-winger coming in whenever they're supposed to come in to be Salah's long-term successor, whether that's in January, whether that's next summer, whether that's even beyond that point that Salah agrees a new contract. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Klopp went for that. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe some people might think that's a bit crazy. No, I've mentioned it before that um, it would be good to see Doak on that side just to kind of give him some minutes and see, I don't know, see how he reacts being on that side. Because if he's doing, if he's doing the good stuff that he's doing on on the other side. There's no reason why he can't do it on the other. It's just, it's just a preference thing. But these players, Klopp always signs that can play anywhere and very, very mouldable. And when you've got a player like Ben Doak. Who's clearly very, very moldable and very, very, very good. Yeah, I mean, it could happen. It could happen. You know, you never, you never know. With Klopp, I think with these type of games, you always there is always a surprise in there. So, I mean, it would be exciting by by by, by any means. So, yeah, interesting one, interesting one, Christian. What are your what are your, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I like it. You know, I I haven't really considered it, but I really like the thought, Farrell, because. He's that quick and got that speed, and he's he's strong. Because even if he's very young, and he's really good taking on you know players uh, one versus one. And you know if he uses his speed and his technique, then he can actually go past a few, just like just like Diaz usually does on the side, going inside, trying to actually go and curl it in from uh, from outside. You know, having shots on target and stuff like that. So if he uses his um, attributes that he has, he could be a real danger from that left hand side. To be honest, I haven't really considered it, but. I would like to see it because, like I said, if Salah plays, we know what a threat he is. And combined with Nunez and their partnership, like Farrell also mentioned, which is good to build on because we've seen you know, progress in this season already. So why not having that threat? We'll see. But, you know, it might be a little bit crazy, but I I wouldn't mind it if it happened because it's something new that we just think that, oh, my, okay, something new that we can actually look at and see if it works and see if he suits that position. So I don't mind it. <laughs> that is your that is your favourite ever um, clip, isn't it? I mean, no, I, I think I that my, the thing is probably with James Milner, to be honest, and him not drinking pints. That's my favourite clip. 
yeah. I, I just love the I just love that trend clip because Harvey Alley just absolutely ha- Harvey himself, getting scared it? out of his skin. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, what's going on? Lower, lower your voice there, lad. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to see what Liverpool could do. Like I said, Klopp does like to throw something a bit a bit mad and weird in there, so he, he might go for that, and we might be sitting here tomorrow and being like, oh. Farrell, Farrell provided the um, inside inside gossip ready <laughs> ahead of the game. Um, That's what we'll call it, insider knowledge, if it works out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we'll go with that. Why not? Um, let, let's let's discuss and let's end with the dreaded score predictions. I mean, these are these are hard enough in Premier League games where you can go like a two-one-three-one, but in a game where we. We know very little of the opposition uh, away from home. It's really difficult to say. I know, I know in the group chat, Doug was, because he's top of the uh, prediction league, he was dying to get a prediction league going. And I was like, no, I'm not I'm not fucking doing the Europa League prediction because who can predict Europa League games? Who can predict them? But what, what, are, you, what are your thoughts on this one, Christian? What are, you, what are you going for? It might sound safe. I just got a feeling uh, Liverpool 3 and... No, Liverpool 3 and Lask 1. So... You know, I, I don't know anything about it. I don't know if they are having, you know, players of quality that can be a real threat. You know, obviously they're in the Europa League and all that kind of stuff. But I would say that we should have the quality and experience to, you know, to, you know, be superior to them in this game, even though it's away. Um, obviously, with changes and rotation, it. As oh. Christian, as Christian gone, I thought it was me, but it's not. He's he's actually froze, hasn't he? Do, do I'm you want to... Am I here oh, now? Am I? Oh, there he is. Oh, oh yeah, 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 he's like... back, everyone. He's back. Thought... He, was, he was just leaving a big gap for some suspense <laughs> while he dropped some. Um, I thought that you were moment. gone because you were gone at first. Anyway, I was just gonna say that you know I don't know what they can actually bring, but I think that we are that good that we should be able to you know cause them troubles. And I I just go with this you know stomach feeling of three uh, one Liverpool. Are you are you want yeah, to, are you gonna are you gonna leave a big gap as well for us or are you gonna just jump straight in? Well, I, I think he's left a big enough gap for both of us to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've um, done ours. Ours is done. You missed yeah, that's it. it. Yeah, no, that's it, mate. That's it. End of show. Um, no, to be fair, you know what, Christian, I, I was thinking three one as well. Um, so are yeah, you I say that now, yeah? Yeah, well, I'll say that now. Now that you've said it, and I feel brave enough to do it. Um, but, I mean, they're the third place side in the Austrian Bundesliga. So, you know, they're not, they're not an awful side. We are going away to their end. But I do think, you know, still, like you said, the quality we have in this this squad, you know, there's going to be a few hopefully recognisable names there, especially if you think, you know, Keller's on the team sheet, maybe Van Dijk's on the team sheet. Um, you know, maybe maybe Salah is as well. You know, you've got a nice little sort of spine sort of going up there. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah I, could, I could see it working out that way. I could see it working out that way. Well, I can't also th- say three one. Yeah. That's boring. <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. Um, it's mad. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Four 0 Why not? Four 0 Yeah. Um, it's been a bit of a running joke in the in the group chat because Owen from the Cop on podcast just keeps predicting seven four every game, and I was like, this would be the one time. Well, actually, not this game, but maybe this this um, group stage where a seven four could be possible. I guess at some point, but that's the. That's the craziness of the Europa, Europa League. You just, you just never I, know what it's going to be. I thought you actually said five 0 first because I did, I missed no. it. Said because I'm thinking it's not Man United we're playing, mate. You know, <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> up. 
Well, yeah. Well, I think I think Lask would actually beat United at this at yeah. this stage. So yeah, of course. Um, got yeah, four 0 four 0 I'm going for. Right, yeah. we are we are out of here. Thanks everyone for listening as always. Thanks to Christian as always as well jumping on, albeit a bit late and <laughs> um, leaving <laughs> gaps for us. And thanks to Farrell and his washing machine. It's now it's now off. Is everything now fresh, or have you just paused it? <laughs> Oh, I've, I've just paused it. I'm going to have to oh, yeah. thumb that back on and go through the, the horrible rumbling noise for the next hour or a half or so. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Right. Well, uh, yeah, as always, appreciate everyone listening. Appreciate the two lads for jumping on. Hope the Reds can get a 4 0 result and I can be proven very right. Doke starts from the left, so Farrell's right. And then, um, yeah, we'll, go, we'll say 3 1, so Christian and Farrell are right as well. Why, why not? We'll, try, we'll, try, we'll go for 3 1. We'll go for 3 1. But I'll take a 4 <laughs> now. I'll take any in. Um, but yeah, as always, appreciate it. And we'll see you all very soon. Nice one. I'm Jamie Carragher, and you are listening to the Cop Eye Podcast. Podcast Network.